All right, welcome into episode five of the Present Tense Podcast with Andre. I'm Matt. Uh, today we have a special guest. We have Andre's cousin, Louis. Uh, we were kind of talking about a little bit because at the time we're recording this, I'm getting married in six days. Louis has been married for a little over four years, and Andre's still single. So we got like three different Fresh relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so far away from it. So. We kind of got like three different perspectives on, um, you know, relationships, where we're at. You know, Lewis obviously has the most experience. I'm going into it. Andre is, you know, working his way there. So we just thought it would be kind of interesting just to um, do a little three-man weave with our first official guest. So welcome in, Lewis. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Anytime. So I thought just so everyone can get to know you a little bit, uh, just, you know, you want to give us just a little bit of a background on you. You know where you're from, how you got to, how you got to here in your life. A little little Reader's Digest version. Okay, um, so Lewis Lewis Carter, 37 years old, Norwalk, Connecticut. Um, so all the way on the other side of uh, the U.S. from you guys. But, um, <laughs> this is a second home to him already. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it out there. I mean, I'm at 42 degrees right now. I know you guys, <laughs> but uh, not to get all stuff. Because I want to say, was it the last time I came out there? There was actually like a pretty ugly rainstorm or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this never happens, but just, you know, funny situation. But, yeah, um, of course. <laughs> but yeah, um, just to get right at it, pretty much. Uh, so my wife and I, um, we've been together since we were in high school for my senior year. Um, Pretty much, uh, you know, we we got to a point where pretty much we're, we're like best friends. We've always mm-hmm. had that. We've always opened door policy and everything. And, you know, pretty much our relationship was a coast. Like, we coasted through things. And, um, you know, long story short, we never thought about marriage yeah. for the most part. You know what I mean? So, um, pretty much. Uh, how could I put it? I'm sorry. I'm alone. <laughs> but, um, You're good. It's just dialogue. We're, we're bad with this too, man. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so going through time, you know, we had kids and everything. And, um, you know, there came a point in time where her parents were like, well, when are you guys going to get married? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it pretty, we had that attitude. Like if it doesn't break, why fix it? You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, then, Pressing us more and more and more. Eventually, it came to no. Listen, when are you guys going to get married? <laughs> so, how long have you guys been together really? total? All together, we've been together twenty-one years. Wow, man! Yeah, that's, that's all I know. It's Lou and Tasha, man. <laughs> and so, well, how what's what's the story on you guys? How how did you guys meet in high school? How'd that all go? How was your mental your mindset? Well, I mean, in high school, I was shy, you know, and I wasn't, I mean, eventually I got to that point where, you know, I was a little more outgoing and everything, but, you know, I seen her in the hallway. She was a tomboy, you know, <laughs> with big clothes and everything, but I was just really attracted to her. So I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, how, you know, how can I get to know her? So I found someone to actually approach her for me and we started talking, you know, and um, there, I mean, it was funny because even though I was shy, you know, I was a ladies' man in some sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you guys are never going to last because he, you know, you guys are complete opposite. She was kind of like a church girl or whatever. So that, and that's the reason why her parents were always like, listen, you know, get, uh, find that guy, get married in the church, everything else. But, um, yeah, you know, she stuck by me. I went off to college. Um, she stayed home, stuck with me through everything. And, um, the rest was history. Yeah. Uh-huh. So do you remember back when, I mean, you guys were so young when you met, do you remember like any kind of a special feeling or anything when you saw her besides just being attracted to her? Like if you look back at it now, do you, did you notice something like about that moment when you, when you first saw her that, that you remember? Well, I mean, I could tell you a story. Uh, so, I mean, obviously us being together for so long, we've been through so much mm-hmm. and I'll never get, you know, I'm 17 years old. Um, I got caught cheating on her, you know? And I mean, we were like maybe like a month into our relationship. Yeah. And never forget, I walked like four miles to her house, rung her doorbell because she wouldn't answer the phone. I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry I broke your heart. I don't know what love is. That's what I told her. I said, listen, I don't know what love is, but I feel something different for you. Mm -hmm. And there, that was like a bit like, a significant turn in our relationship, you know, even that, even though we were just so young, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, you know, and, um, so you felt something you on, never felt before. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I was, you know, love, you love your parents, you know, growing up, you know, but you don't really know what love is as far as, you know, uh, you know, a woman or, you know, you're, it's more attraction than anything. Sure. Mm-hmm. From there, you know, we stepped our relationship up another notch and um, she got to understand where I came from as far as growing up and everything. And, you know, nothing's ever perfect, but we were always able to adjust. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're going to go through bad times, arguments or whatever, but we always talk things out and understood things. And I mean, thankfully we did that at a young age and we kept it going for a long time, you know? Yeah, that's incredible because I, I think, I know for me, like, I wasn't really in relationships when I was that young, but just I know that just people grow and change at such different rates all the time, but especially at that young age. So how did you guys navigate giving yourselves space to grow as individuals and also keeping your relationship intact and growing at, at the same time? I mean... I say more understanding and I mean, it's communication. Communication is key. You know, like I said, I mean, both of us, I feel like we were advanced from the age 17 on. So it was a matter of, I knew the goals she wanted, she had, she wanted to be a nurse. You know, I had goals. I want to be a fireman at one point or whatever, you know, but I want to be, I want entrepreneurship. And sometimes we end up falling apart from it. You know, sometimes you just, you focus so much on, what makes what you know the physical attraction and those kind of things and you don't think about growing together and i think we always had that mentality of growing together and also the fact that i mean we had we had our first child at a younger age that was a big part but overall it's just we knew that together you know sometimes you talk to some people and you know a partnership, a marriage, sometimes in a lot of aspects, there's, you know, a business aspect to it. You know, you eventually you want that home, 
You want you want all these different things, but how are you going to get it? And that's all grown together. And we just kept that through all the years, through our 20s, into our 30s. And that's really what did it. It's amazing that you guys are able to do that together and, and grow together at that, that rate. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the things that I really struggled with early on was just I was trying to find myself. And I was mm-hmm. I was actually married once before. As soon as I turned 30, I got married because I thought that's what I'm supposed to do <laughs> as a 30-year-old man. I've been dating this girl for a while, and she was, you know, she was very nice and kind and very pretty and nothing wrong with her. But it just I entered into this relationship as same as you, not really knowing how to love someone or, or how to give that. And so it was all very selfish-based for both of us. And I struggled with that a lot wanting that selfishness for for myself and trying to grow myself and I wasn't able to we weren't able to incorporate that together as, as, as growth for us together so I think that's just really incredible you guys were able to navigate that I mean you look back on it now you know what you were doing but I'm guessing in the time you had no clue you were just you know adapting and, and living in the moment and, and being with each other that's that's just amazing that, that's awesome mm-hmm. you know, I mean it goes back to you know, physical attraction and everything, sometimes we get so caught up in having a trophy uh, woman, wife, you know, or whatever. And we don't think about the things that come with it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of relationships fail, you know? And, you know, like you said, that first one, you know, it it, it was a learning lesson and everything. And um, eventually when you, you know, I mean, whether you learn at 20 or 30, you know, we all grow in different, you know, it's just like picking up a basketball. Not everyone could dribble at seven years old, but there might be someone that's ridiculously, you know, and that's just how it is with life and with relationships and everything. You might pick that up in your twenties and and meet that woman that is on the same page or it might happen in your thirties. I mean, it's unpredictable, man, you know, but, um, that's really cool. So there's one thing, so for me, like with, with guys, right, there's always this cliche with guys that when we're young, we've got to be free, we've got to be wild, go out there and sow our oats. And part of that egotastical voyage is being with as many girls as possible and getting that out of our system. So from your perspective, like you were with, you've been with this one woman since you were 17. Is that something you feel like you missed or you feel like that narrative is, is total bullshit? Um... I can't really say that narrative is bullshit. I mean, of course you want to be able to find what you really want. You know what I mean? And move on your time. Uh, with me and her, I say that's where the friendship as well as the relationship part came in because we went through our times, you know, obviously, you know, you got a group of five friends, not everyone's in a deep relationship. So you're balancing having a relationship, but hanging out with the fellas and doing all types of things and whatever. So, you know, we went through our little uh, bumps in the road. I'm sure. And um, we worked through it. You know what I mean? And like I said, once again, communication is key. And it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? But um, there were a lot of things that made us stronger as opposed to breaking us. You know, if, if that makes sense, if you get what I'm sure. saying. Of so course. I was the first. You know, I've had my fellas and everything, and I think any man should. It was just the fact that me and her actually worked through those times. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but that also brings it to don't let anyone 
tell you your timetable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you need to move on your own. You know, you need to figure that out on your own. As I tell Andre all the time, I'm like, listen, like, and he knows that, you know, when you feel it's right, then it's right. But other than that, there's some people that still go out there and enjoy nightlife and whatever in their thirties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look, and, and you, you don't necessarily go looking for Mrs. Right. But when it comes, you have to make the adjustments in life to, to do what you got to do, you know, and meet each other at that, you know, you got to come together. That, and when I say 50, 50, it's like not even 50, 50, but you have to come to an understanding that makes each other happy and, a level of respect, should I say. Sure. Now, that was going to be my question for both you guys. Um, Lou, you being in your long-term relationship, Matt, you as well. Um, when do you guys feel that that shift happened where you kind of stopped worrying about what you're supposed to do, what everybody tells you to do, what it's supposed to be, and you and your significant others have just separated and said, this is us. Like, this is where we're going to do our thing. We're going to move at our rate. We're going to pave our road. What point did that happen for you guys? I'm sure it's different for, for us. I know for me, I was, what, 37 when I met Laura, almost 38. So I felt like I was there and I was ready for that. I thought I went through, I kind of went through the story on, one of our earlier shows and um, just relating my experience and I was stayed alone by myself for a couple years before that because I didn't want to get caught up or maybe just casually dating someone and I could miss that feeling with that one person. And so when I met Laura, like I just, I knew that was it. So I, I didn't have, I did the transition by myself because I was a little bit older when, when, when I met her to where I'm ready for this. I'm open to this. I want this. And so when I met her, that was an easy transition for me to just to just walk right through. I felt like I'd already been on that path and I all I needed to do was meet that person. So I was I was kind of already there, but I'm mm-hmm. sure that was way different for you. You, you didn't even know what that was. <laughs> you know, well, really quick, was it the same for Laura as well? On yeah. both ends? Did yeah, it was cuz she she yes. kind of done the same process. So she had been uh you know, in, in relationships most of her life since she was 17 <clears throat> as well. And when her last one ended, it was kind of the same thing over and over again for her. Mm-hmm. And so she did the same thing where she just stopped for a while and knew what. And she decided, I'm going to be good on my own. I don't need this. I need to stop feeling like, like I need mm-hmm. a man in my life or I need a relationship. And so she'd become content with just being by herself as well. And so I think both of us being in that same place where we we wanted it, we were be excited for it, but we were both accepting of the fact that we didn't need it to be complete people. So I think we both met at that same time um, where that just was a nice, harmonious, easy meld together for us. You know, but like I said, we we both did that work independently of each other and then kind of became together as more of a finished product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is good, you know, and, um, you know, like you said, I mean, that's why it's great because we're coming from different pers- perspectives yeah. and, you mm-hmm. know, different situations. Um, I say for the most part, you know, obviously, like I said, our relationship wasn't perfect but, and we worked through a lot, but there was a time where we came together and realized that, okay, 
a lot of times if things don't go your way, who do you look to? You look to your friends to vent, you know, and a lot of times you're seeking multiple perceptions, uh, perspectives about a situation. You might not get the answer you want or you, I mean, which you got to kind of take whatever you take, but at the same time, not everyone wants to see you do good, you know? So she might talk to some of her friends that are miserable about a situation and they might give her the most negative information or just just give up, you know? And I mean, on my end, sometimes you might experience the same thing. So eventually it came to a point where we're like, you know what? We've got to stop taking everyone else's advice mm-hmm. and really deal with this interior and, you know, work through this, you know what I mean? And, um, that really helped us. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not easy, you know, and we, so we had to work through the bumps and bruises of everything, but, uh, was there anything specific you guys did to come together and kind of overcome your issues or any problems? Honestly, we went with the flow. I mean, you know, call me lucky, you know, cause it doesn't always go that way, but we were just pretty, like I said, the, if it's not broke, don't fix it situation. I mean, how could I put this? I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over no, the place. No, 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 you're good. And honestly, I don't think that's, that's luck. I think that is just at every, I mean, you know, what, what I believe is just at every point in our life that that person who we're supposed to be with will be put in front of us at the right time. And that can happen at any time. And so for, I think for the both of you, like you were both placed in each other's path for a reason that early on, because you were ready for each other at that point. And that was a point you were supposed to meet. So I just think that's really beautiful because we always think, I know I've always kind of been conditioned to think it happens more, you know, like my way where, you know, have the fun times, have the freedom, all that, and then grow up and mature. And then you find that. But for you to, for you both to recognize that before you'd done your, a lot of your growing and maturing and to be able to do that together. I just think it shows that, you know, no matter which way it is, when you meet that person, you know, and you got to trust that no matter what stage of life that you're in, whether it's, you know, a, a younger one like you, where I think, you know, a lot of people would counsel, Oh, don't get involved that young, but you guys knew and you trusted that. And the same for me, like when I met Laura, I, I knew that was it. And so I was able to, to trust that, but just, to, to always trust that knowing, that internal knowing, without worrying about the script that we think we're supposed to follow. And I think that that's, that's the most beautiful part of your story is you guys were willing to toss that script aside and do that together. And it's just, that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much, you know, when you, when you seek opinions and everything around you or you vent about certain things, yeah, I mean, you know, it's always good to do that at times, but at the end of the day, it's... What are you going to do? Whether, you know, when times get hard, how are we going to deal with this? How are you, you know, and that's, I mean, it's like, don't, I, you know, I even learned, don't call mommy all the time. You know what I mean? Those <laughs> kind of, like, you know, and, and figure it out, you know, and, you know, some people don't figure it out. And that's when divorce or breakups happen, you know, but when you truly love someone or love each other, it's like, all right, how are we going to figure this out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we've always went about things that way, and we figured it out. That's cool. So you mentioned a couple times communication. I know in every relationship book, everybody picks up. They always say communication is key. So that, but that's kind of a broad term. 
So what are some specific things that you guys do to communicate with each other? Like little check-ins you do or little practices that you have that really help you to communicate? What does communication mean to you, basically? I mean, well, now being married being married and living with, with each other and everything, you know, as far anything from bills to, um, you know, our kids, you know, schooling, um, just, you know, um, I need, like, I'll let her know, listen, tomorrow's a busy day at work and then I have to do this and this. So she knows, okay, well, you know what? He's going to have a busy day. Cause we, I mean, in a lot of cases, we call each other fool around a lot or whatever. I'm a jokester. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm a pain in the ass. But I also, especially her being in a nursing field, listen, today's not the day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, do you need me to do anything to take the bulk off of you, you know, to make your day easier and vice versa? And, um, I mean, we just, you know, we sat because it wasn't always like that. So before I was just that nag or I didn't understand, you know, she's studying for tests and all other stuff. I'll slap her on her ass or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> I got now, but we just, we just had to understand, you know, I mean, we had to pretty much, you know, work together on a lot of things and, and take the bulk off of each other to make our lives easier and to keep each other happy. You know what I mean? Overall. So it sounds like you guys don't worry about either of you having your predefined roles or your job. Like this isn't, you know, laundry or dishes or dropping the kids off isn't her job or your job. You guys just help each other out with whatever needs to be done for that day Whoever has the bandwidth, whoever can take care of it, that's the person that does it. Is that kind of yes? Set up? Yeah. And it wasn't always like that. Trust me, it wasn't. It, it really wasn't. You know, at one point, you know, she would specifically do those things like laundry, dishes, and everything. So I thought, oh, okay, she's doing it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I come home from work, sit on the sit on the couch, and crack open a beer or something. You know, and she was cool with it at one point. But then, you know, as time went on, it's kind of like she's like, well damn, you know, I had a a hard day. Can you, you know, and, you know, at first I would roll my eyes like, "Ah," you know, because I was in routine. But but I feel her pain. You know what? Let me get up and do those things. Let me cook, which I don't cook too often because (laughs) I cook to live. She cooks to, you know, like, you know, I'm trying to to live a healthier lifestyle and her food is great. But when I cook, you know, it's like, oh, can you put a little more salt in that or something? You know, but um, I mean, you know, we just, yeah, we had to adjust to that. So, do you do you think that you guys benefited from being together for twenty one years? Um, where you guys just become in sync now? You guys are synchronized, and so you just internally flow off of each other. You guys know how everything is just. How does it work? Oh yeah, we. I mean. We definitely do. I mean, the adjustments, yeah, that we made, we actually, because, you know, some people, they, I mean, you know, say you're in a relationship, you get into a fallout. A lot of times you get into a fallout, you don't talk for two to three days, then all of a sudden one is doing what the other person wants them to do and, you know, it's good again. And then the same fallout, it happens again. You know what I mean? I think we got to that point where now it's just a locked in, you know, it's repetition. So 
after a while, it's like, no, listen, this is what it has to do. So yeah, I time time definitely um helped everything. You know what I mean? Time and patience, because a lot of people don't have patience, and you run out of patience, and then you know. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned there's something interesting. Uh, to me, you guys, when you have those moments where you're struggling with each other, or you may have a, a little argument or, or a fight, and you have that little bit of time where you're not communicating and not talking, mm-hmm. what's the best balance you've found for that? Because I know for me, like whenever Laura and I have something like that, I'm OCD. I want to fix it immediately. Like I really hate having that in between hang time where we're not speaking and and you know the fight's not happening, but. It's, it's uncomfortable and there's awkwardness and we're not speaking with each other. And I just, I hate that so bad. I want to fix it immediately. And I know sometimes she needs a little bit of time for that. And I do too. I know that's better, but sometimes I still just want to reach out and, and, and go back and fix it. And I kind of keep the, the tornado going <laughs> by doing that. How have you learned to be able to give each other a little bit of time and space and be okay with that, that awkwardness between each other for, for a minute? Well, our our marriage isn't perfect, so pretty much I'll take it like this: we still haven't fixed that part yet. So I mean, <laughs> right now to this day, it's like you know we we get into our little whatever, and it's almost like okay, and I'm stubborn. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, all of a sudden it just be the stupidest questions ever. You know, just like oh, did you do this? You know what I mean, or whatever. And then, you know, after maybe a couple of days and all of a sudden there's a leg rub in the bag kind of thing. And all of a sudden it goes back, you know, maybe sex happens or something. And now you're good again. Right. I haven't perfected that part yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't. But that's just the way it's always went. It's, it's funny, you know. So when you guys have those moments where I say you're not communicating and and. I know I always find for, for me, Andre's probably same for you, whenever there is that, that argument or that tense moment happens, whatever you're actually upset about in that moment is probably not the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most likely not the problem. So that's, that's just the symptom of, of what's happening. So do you guys have a, a practice of, of kind of going through and coming back and finding what the real issue is to figure out as opposed to we're arguing about where the keys are when we know that's not the actual <laughs> issue. That was just the part that tipped it over. You know what? Um, what I did get better at is, you know, there were times where I hold in, which I mean, like I said, our communication is good, but I would hold in like two or three things. Mm-hmm. So then at fourth situation, right. then that I'd probably be arguing more because I was pissed off about something else. Right. So it's just addressing, I mean, you don't have to argue about everything, which we don't argue much. But if something bothers you, you have to address it. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to just keep it, keep holding it in your pocket, you know, until now, you know, just building ammo. And then all of a sudden there's a blowout. You know what I mean? And that, I think that's what people do often. They hold mm-hmm. things in and then eventually they get to that point, And then all of a sudden, like you're lashing out about something. And then you're bringing up something from a month ago. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We just finished talking about that the other day, actually. Just things building up. And so with that, I want to ask both of you. I know, Matt, you and Laura are great about going on trips and getting away and finding time 
to escape things. Lou, you and Tasha, the same. How do you guys, within the ebbs and flows of relationship and life, find the time and make sure that you sync up to do things on the exterior, like get away and find your time together away from everybody? I, don't know, I mean, it's been pretty tough lately because of the wedding coming up. So I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't really had <laughs> a lot of the mm-hmm. time. We've not been great at it lately. Um, honestly, one of our, our favorite things to do is just to really have that time to do nothing yep. together. So we can just and even be like totally lazy and not make dinner, right? We'll just we'll order in some food and just relax together, whether we're you know, we're watching a show or we're just talking, but just to have that time where we do nothing, almost like a little like Sabbath, you know, for ourselves. And if we can get at least one of those nights on a weekend, you know, a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I love when we can do all three. <laughs> uh, you know, lately, it's been a little, little tough with tough. wedding stuff and obligations. But if we can have just one of those nights on, on a weekend, I know that definitely recharges me and helps me to feel more connected with her. Like we've just created our own little bubble mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, so I think... And again, it's, it's been difficult lately with the wedding stuff, but you know, going forward, I'd really like to have a set, more of a set schedule with that. Mm-hmm. So I usually try to do it if we've got something going on on a Friday night or a Saturday night, then the other nights we don't. Yep. You know, and and it, sometimes it's difficult to tell people no mm-hmm. with that, but we're uh, that stuff has been my what I found works best because if I like like same as you, Laura likes to do stuff and be out, and she has a hard time saying no to anybody. Um, so I always tell her, you know, make me the bad guy. I tell him I said, no, that's fine. Um, so she always agrees and I want to, you know, make her happy and please. So I go too. but if we go, we do too much of that and we don't get that time at home with just us that starts to drift. And then I feel we start getting a little tense with each other. Little things are more irritating than, than they, you know, they might, might not be. So even though it's, it's quality time, we're together but we're with other people, we're in other environments. So when we can just have those moments on, on the on the micro for the small things to just, just be at home, just us, no phones, and enjoy that. And then I've also found it's really important to have the bigger things too. So whether we're taking a trip somewhere or maybe just a little weekend, something away, to have a couple of those spaces throughout the year mm-hmm. to really en- enjoy that. Uh, I know that helps her a lot. Sometimes when she's just at home, she does real estate for a living. So she's kind of always working. Her business is always on. So even just being home, it's tough for her to disconnect mm-hmm. from that. So I find when we go somewhere, she's able to have a better mental turn-off switch. Oh, we're, we're gone. We're leaving. Let me turn this off. Let me leave this behind. So I know that helps her feel free Okay, uh, a lot to, to have that. So we try to incorporate those as well. Again, you know, we're spending all the money on the wedding this year. So yep. <laughs> trips yep. might be a little... <laughs> <laughs> a little far in between, um, but just and, and I was thinking too, like, okay, what can I set up as far as something locally that we could do, or to give her that feeling that we're away without really having to go on a vacation or, or get on a plane. So uh, I've been trying to think of more ways to create that for her, mm-hmm. since we maybe physically can't go do that. Okay, you know, right now, but um, but that's the thing. I think just just carving out that time where it's it's just us. Yep. You know, no friends, no phones, no work, no garbage, just just us and being selfish with that mm-hmm. in a good way. So is that the single most important aspect of a relationship of your relationship? 
do you think? Is that what keeps it all? I think that's what allows us to just really relax together. Okay. And just be like natural and have that uh, mm-hmm. feeling. I know being home does that for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much for her. So we, we try to have a good balance of you know going out and doing things. Or even just going out to dinner by ourselves. Right. Yep. Just having a good date night with the two of us. Because uh, it's it's just easy to do things constantly with other people, mm-hmm. and then you forget to do it just just the For two yourself. of you. And I just, even though we're having fun and doing fun things, I definitely notice our connection, our understanding of each other can start to get a little thin if we don't have that time just the two of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, honestly, I don't know if it's a thirties thing, getting into your thirties or what, but um. I've gotten to that point now where it's like, like you said, um, relaxing on the couch, binge watching, you know what I mean? Just, you know, watching movies, the simplest things that those things really matter. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, um, yeah. And, um, it's funny because I, I, I kind of look at myself and I'm like, damn, I'm boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's getting to that point, boring point in life as well. But one thing that I do realize is that with women, like she doesn't really run to her friends, but it's important that if the woman has friends, that they need to have their ladies night or whatever. Because sometimes you want to be alone, you know, whatever. But um, I do notice that when she does get to hang out with her friends from time to time, it, it also keeps everything, you know, going as well. Because then they don't feel, I mean, you don't want to be locked in the house. Like sometimes she's looking at me and she's like, are you going out with your friends? And you know, men are different if you ask me, because it's like, you know, like me, you Vince, uh, everyone else. It's like, mm-hmm. we'll, speak, we'll speak for a month or two, but it's like, we just spoke yesterday. You know what Always. I mean? And we all have our, but at least in my relationship, the women, it's like, they need to make their, uh, their girls night out or whatever. And I'm cool with that. That's fine because sometimes, hey, by all means, go. Mm-hmm. I need my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, but, you know, other than that, we, we sit on the couch, we binge watch movies, just relaxing together. That is, that's important. And then it, it's like all of a sudden, you know, eventually we're like, you know what? Let's plan a trip. We haven't been anywhere in a while. So, it, it kind of, I mean, that's maybe like twice a year or whatever, but um, those vacations are important. Mm-hmm. And, also, when you go on those vacations, you want to kind of leave your phone alone, leave work alone. You know what I mean? And just pretty much enjoy life together, you know? Yeah. I think important, too, that you mentioned with just having time with our friends, I think is the most important thing is letting our partners feel free to do whatever they exactly. want to do. And I, I know, like, you know, because I'm, I'm I'm very selfish with Laura, <laughs> you know, and I know that. And I know sometimes I have made her feel, whether it's, you know, oh, made her feel like she needs to rush to get home because she's she's later than she thought or she feels like she she can't do this or that with her, with her friends because I've missed my time with her. And so I think that's one thing I've tried to work on a lot more is to make her feel free to do whatever she wants or take care of whatever she needs to without feeling like, oh, if I don't get back at this certain time, or if I don't spend this amount of time, there's going to be an issue or, or, or a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the most important part is making our partners feel free to live their life and be themselves. And then when we do get to be together, it's just joyful. It's not like a thing we got to check off the box, you know. I mean, that's love. That I mean, see, you know, but it takes maturity to to understand that. I mean, 
you you're a loving, affectionate person. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's some people that I'll take it as he's controlling, but there's other people as like, wow, I love this because my husband is affectionate. You know what I mean? He wants me to come in. You know, there's TV shows like Married with Children that we grew up on, you know, in the 90s and all these different that kind of like showed the other side of marriage, you know, and there was no affection or anything like that. But I mean, you, I'm I'm the same way. I like if my wife is because, you know, we we work like 45 minutes to an hour away from home. So she's running a little late. Sometimes I'm like, I'll call her. Where the hell are you? But I'm playing with her. But I really want her home. I like, you know. Mm -hmm. I enjoy her affection, like her time, you know, like I feel like I need X amount of hours of her affection. That's just how it is. I'm, I'm the same way. You I told her, I told her, I, t- I get it. Yep. <laughs> I think it comes with practice too, man. I mean, I'm early on in my relationship with Leslie and I'm trying to figure this all out now. Like everything you guys are saying about making sure she has her time. She's in New York right now with friends and you know, she does her Taco Tuesday every Tuesday. And, you know, I do softball and I do volleyball and I get out with my dog and such. So, I I mean, it's the first time where I'm finally not letting those. I'm trying not to let those things impact me of like, okay, I'm not with her all the time. Because I just always thought that's what a relationship was supposed sure. to be. That, you know, every every second you can be with right. your girl and make sure that she feels loved. But, you know, I'm, I'm starting to notice that the importance of both of you having your lives right. and enjoying your time together. Yeah. I think I struggled with that before. Cause in my past relationships, it was like that where it was kind of just us and, um, she didn't have a lot of friends and hang out with other people, didn't do other things. Um, you know, she worked, but it wasn't like a career she was really after. So, it was just kind of the two of us all the time. Mm-hmm. And so there was a transition for me to learn that loving Laura was really letting her be herself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she's a she's a hustler and a go-getter and, and, and a worker. And she's awesome with all that. And it took me a while to not take that personally as, oh, she's choosing work over me. Mm-hmm. She's choosing her friends over me. It took me a while to, my ego to give oh, that up. I- <laughs> that stage and you know it's funny because you know obviously i mean she hung out more through her 20s and i hung out more in my 20s but and you know there would be times where i'm like damn your friends are calling again you know like right. you just damn ever and and i'd be a little irritated about it but then finally when it got to that point where it was just because there was a there there was i mean a span of maybe about four years or whatever where she was really just it was just me and her and her friends, they were, I don't know if it was a jealousy thing or what, but they're like, oh, well, she's, you know, so they weren't hanging out as much. And then eventually I'm like, well, damn, we're always around each other. Well, I mean, where are your friends at? <laughs> you know what I mean? So so you started like, you missing know, the friends. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like, you know, okay, well, so maybe it is, you know, maybe it's good for me as well that, you know, she's going out with her friends and having a good time. And then she comes back. Now I don't mind once in a blue for her to come back after having a couple of drinks with her friends. And, you know, sometimes it kind of, it spices up the relationship a little bit more too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's important. It's, it's really important. And, um, you know, now she gets on me about it as well. She's like, well, damn, you know, go hang out with your friends sometimes, you know, <laughs> but, you know, so. So I know when we talked about communication a little bit earlier, uh, I think 
when we, when we say communication, I think a lot of us just think of that as talking to each other. Uh, but what I've really tried to work on and be more aware of lately is the listening part of communication. So how do you focus on being a good listener for her? What, 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 is, what is that in, in your relationship? You know what? I mean, and I went through those times, you know, and like I said, adjusting was adjusting was important because there I always felt like I was right. I mean, there's times now where I'm like, I think I'm right. But, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I now I take into account what she's saying to me. But um, I actually picked that up that I wasn't a good listener. You know what I mean? And that was one thing that when I changed that. That was big mm-hmm. because it was like anytime she gave the side, her side of the story, I'm like, but, 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 you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we worked through that part and that's very significant in a relationship because if you feel like you have all the answers, you got to take, I mean, you've got to take into account what your partner's saying or what they're, you know, cause if, if you're not giving them that open door, then that could really hurt, you know, your relationship as far as things. And, you know, that's when their women are really good at, you know what, forget it, you know, and now they're holding things in and you don't want that. You know what I mean? Now, what moment did you realize what happened to make you realize you weren't a good listener and how did you change that? Um, well, what happened was me being wrong. <laughs> you know, when you, when, listen, you're persistent that you're right about, or you're not even given the opportunity for, you know, there were times where I didn't let her talk. And I'm like, well, da da da. And then all of a sudden, I noticed I'm wrong. And she's just standing there like, <laughs> and what do you say? You're like, oh, shit, my bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that ha- that started happening a little bit. A little bit more often, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you know, and it doesn't happen overnight, but you know, little by little, you got to start, you know, falling back and listening, okay, and taking, you know, and that's with anything in life, you know what I mean? Anywhere. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. It definitely helped. So I noticed I do this move, actually, I did it last night, where <laughs> she can be expressing something to me, a concern or a problem, an issue. And I like to be Mr. Fix-It, and I think whatever problem she has, I need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I need to be the one that takes it on and, and fixes it. So when she voices something that she's upset about or having a hard time with, I am now telling her why it's okay, why she doesn't need to worry about it. Or if she's telling me something she's concerned with about herself, I'm taking that, filtering it through my view of her, and then trying to superimpose my view of life onto her. And I'm not, But I'm not listening to her and she'll catch me sometimes with that she did last night we were having this thing we're doing the rehearsal dinner on friday before the wedding we were told that would be a specific price we found out it's gonna be more there's a minimum and she was upset about it and i kept saying oh they probably just didn't communicate between departments he probably doesn't know and she goes you're doing the thing stop i'm venting to you i need you to listen to me and be upset with me that's all i need right now i'm like oh sorry i'm, I'm doing the thing I'm doing the thing again. So I, I, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I'm really trying to work on, I, I, uh, 
Really enjoy this one. Uh, he's called the Mind Architect. His name is Peter Crone. He doesn't have a podcast or anything. He has like a little newsletter um, okay. thing, but he's like a, a personal coach. And one of the things he said that I listened to a couple weeks ago from him that really stuck with me, and he said, to listen to someone is to take the you out of it and put yourself exactly where that person is. And I'm I'm working on that a lot because I think that's that's where I downfall a lot, and I make her feel like I'm she's not being heard. And then, like you said, Lewis, she holds things in, and I can tell she's not talking about something that bothers her because she's knowing I'm going to do the thing that I do. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm going to try to do is is put myself exactly where she is, and it doesn't mean that we just sit there and and keep the person in in the the shitty dark feeling cloud whatever that is, but we allow them to feel like they're not alone, to really listen and be there, feel as they feel, and then we can pull out. And I'm always focusing on the pulling out of the situation or the mood first, selfishly, because I want to enjoy my time with her. And I'm not sitting in that space with her. So that's one thing that I'm really, really focused on currently right now is is listening in that way because i'm not sure i've ever really done that well i love that you said that i go through the same (laughs) i go through that same exact thing actually where i i do want to play mixer fix it and so i do exactly what you do we're guys what we do (laughs) and i'm wondering if that's an ego thing i wonder if that's an ego thing absolutely um and I appreciate you guys sharing that because I need to. I I know I need to. I knew I needed to, but you guys kind of explaining how you deal with it helps me to see that. So thank you. Or even just something simple like, you know, we got the wedding coming up and she's been really busy, hasn't been able to uh, work out as much as she would like to mm-hmm. before the wedding. And she will say, I'm feeling fat. My wife is unreasonably gorgeous. So to me, it's like, I'm saying to her, are you fucking crazy? You're so gorgeous. Why do you think you're fat? You're ridiculous. You're nuts. But I'm superimposing my view mm-hmm. of her onto the way. I'm not listening to the way that she feels, why she feels that way. I'm not putting myself in her shoes, and I'm making her feel dumb or silly for feeling what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. So well, it's just, what do you say? I mean- Oh yeah, you know what you are. Don't 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 do that. (laughs) Definitely not that. But just as a way to, you know, uh, why do you feel that way? Or hey, I know you've been busy and you haven't been able to, you know, go to the gym as much as you would normally do and as much as you would like to. I get it. I know when I don't, I feel not my best self either. You know, so just uh, allowing that space for her. To feel how she feels and not judging that and not, again, superimposing my view of the world onto her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys can tell. Andre knows. You can tell. I like to talk about shit. And sometimes I think I've got good answers mm-hmm. for everything. I have good answers that have worked for me mm-hmm. with, you know, struggles or problems or stresses in life. And i got to accept that may not work for her. <laughs> and so instead of superimposing my view or my practices or my way of dealing with things onto her, I'm really trying to do a better job of allowing her to be how she feels, how she is, not judging that and putting myself in her shoes so that I can feel what she feels. And then, you know, when I actually do that, she releases it a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. If I keep trying to do the fix it thing, 
she'll keep doing laps around the same problem, getting more worked up every time, waiting for me to join in and, and, and listen so that she can let that energy go. But if I keep just trying to say, no, you're wrong and fix it, the cycle just keeps going and gets more intense every time. Mm-hmm. No? It's, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Um, it's funny because I'm, I'm actually learning from what you're telling me because when she comes to, when she comes home, you know, pissed off about work or something. And I'm like, well, no, you tell them this, you know what I mean? Or, you know, and, and it's like, you know, she's looking at me like, well, it doesn't go that way. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I notice like when she's on the phone with her friends, which I'm not trying to listen. I, I hate, I usually try to walk away. <laughs> Same here, brother. <laughs> going and going, they're listening. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and they're, they're actually more on her side, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I get, you know, and I guess that might be, that might be my problem as well. So mm-hmm. I, maybe it's a man thing. I don't know, but that that's definitely something maybe I need to work on as well. Yeah. I, th- I think it's mostly our ego, you know, because we, we love this person. We don't, I don't want Laura to ever feel stressed or upset or sad or angry or anything. You know, I, I want her life to be flawless and perfect always. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that's, not letting her feel her absolute best or her happiest, yeah, I, I want to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, purely my ego saying that I should take care of every, of every problem. I wouldn't expect anyone to do that for me. I'm allowed to feel upset or stressed or mm-hmm. angry or whatever happens. And I've got to allow that too and not take it personally that I'm not doing my job if she feels upset or stressed or worried. It's okay. So I have to give her the space to do that and show that I understand why she feels that way. Now, let me ask you, Matt, how do you currently manage that leading up to the wedding? And Lewis, I'm going to ask you after this, how you managed to deal with it leading up to your wedding. So, Well, there's always that kind of difficult balance of, of, because she's definitely in control, has her vision of what she wants this to be, and I want it to be exactly what she wants. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be the checked out asshole that doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like being involved. I like talking about it. But you know, just finding that balance of supporting her vision, reinforcing if if she likes something, reinforcing that. And then every once in a while, there's a couple of little things that are important to me. You know, I, I can make those suggestions. Um, but again, I think just just really listening to her if she's stressed out about the planning or the timing or all that. And also to my ego, when she tells me she's so busy with all the wedding stuff, I again sometimes will internalize that and take it personally. It's like, what are you saying? I'm not helping? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm not doing enough? Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I do that. And I notice internally I'm, I'm doing that yep. sometimes. Um, so just, again, not, not taking things so personally, trying to take the me out of the conversation and just be there for her with whatever she's saying, whatever she's experiencing. Allow it and then sit there with her for a moment and then help her try to fix it or, or get through it. So, um, And she's been really great with the, the wedding stuff. You know, I mean, she's she's on top of it all and not the, the bridezilla at, mm-hmm. at all by, by any means. Uh, she's very organized. She's a business person. She's a, she's a hustler. She knows how to get all that stuff mm-hmm. done. So um, it's been a pretty smooth process with, with all of that for sure. But again, I think for, for me, just not taking things too personal. How do you know when to step in and help 
and when not to. Like I know you're saying you're figuring that out yeah. still, but how especially with the wedding being a week away now, less than a week away, how do you know, okay, let yeah. me take this on yeah. or so I think again my, my internal inclination is to always take it and try to fix it. And so one thing that I'm trying to do is let her vent out whatever it is mm-hmm. and then just simply ask, mm-hmm. would you like some help with this? Is there something I can do to help you with this? Mm-hmm. And notice that will also slow her down mm-hmm. a little bit. And most of the time she says no. <laughs> of course. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's, again, I don't want to assume. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've always wanted to be the, you know, the Mr. Perfect. And I will know if I'm supposed to fix it. Or I will know if I'm not. And I, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when she wants that and when she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe after you know twenty seven years together, maybe I'll be able to figure that out <laughs> the best way. But you know, after awesome. three after three years, I, I don't know that yet. So I need to ask. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's it's letting the ego part go, being humble enough to ask. And then if she she gives me a, a task or an idea or something I can't help with, make sure I do it. Mm-hmm. And if not, okay, then just continue to listen and be supportive. So right now, while I'm still trying to, to figure out. You know, the best way to read that, I'm just being dumb kindergarten guy and asking mm-hmm. for directions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lou, do you have any advice on leading up to how to help with this? No, I'm, he honestly, he has, he's going about it the same way I did. I mean, originally when her parents for the third time brought up marriage, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm like, let's go to justice of the peace. You know, I didn't <laughs> want this big wedding or anything. Like, let's. Get it done, you know? And so, you know, they're like, oh, no, you can't do that. You know, you got to, this is for your family, for our family. You know, you got to show out. You know, they 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 thrive on that. So eventually when it came to picking out things, checking out the venues and everything, um, she started getting to that point where she's like, uh, oh, I want this. I want that. I want this, you know? And I'm just, and I still just shrugged it off like, oh, whatever. So at first it was all her. But there were times where she dragged me to things and I'm like, and then I get there and she's like, this is how I want. This is how I want that. And I'm like, you know what? That seems like a good idea. <laughs> and I started and, um, you know, at that point, I, then I was more in tune to it. And like you said, it came to a point where I let her vent, like, you know, she's stressing certain things. And I'm like, at first I'm like, don't worry about it. Like it'll figure itself out. And then, it came to the point where I listened to it and I'm like, listen, is there anything I could do? What can I do? And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, the answer is no, I don't know. You're fine. Right. And, you know what I mean? And, it, and I'll ask two or three times, but as long as I know that I'm available, I'm making myself available. Right. It makes me feel a lot. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's just supportive of, of each other. You know, same thing. So you always know that the person there, they got your back. If they need something, they know it's there. And, and yeah. as opposed to when we're, trying to just change their mind on something and then they don't feel supported. And then like you said, they do the hold it in thing, feel like they have to do everything on their own, feel like it's all on her shoulders to do. So if we can just remove that feeling. I think it just, it just makes everything better. makes the relationship flow better. brings us closer together. So that we have that feeling knowing this person is there, even if I don't need them to do anything, but I feel like I know they would. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that. So, in this game for a long time, the 
how have you guys adapted to still finding time for each other with with having kids? And you guys had kids really young, so it's kind of just always been part of your relationship. But how do you guys still have time with that with having kids too? Because I mean, I don't we don't have kids, and I feel like we run out of time. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, like we talked about earlier, um, we spend a lot of time binge watching TV shows and movies at home, something that we never used to do, and that is valuable to us what is it about that because like that's that's like to me that's like if if we're on the couch and uh we live in a state where it's legal you get a little you know a little marijuana gummy and enjoy a good show like that with the person you love like that is like the pinnacle of human existence why is that you know i think it's just our escape it's our escape from the real world at the moment just take your gummy and chill out and watch somebody else just watch somebody life through somebody else's lens. But yeah, at the same time, even though we're not communicating, I still feel so connected with her when we're doing that activity. Like it's 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 strange. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, um, you know, we haven't overall through all the years, I mean, now my older son, since he's off in boarding school, we have one kid in the house. Um, mm-hmm. so we do have a little bit more space to do things. But um, you know, after a while it's like now you're like, Well shit, we haven't done much, so like, what is there to do when there's plenty of things to do, but sure. you're just pretty adjusted to what you do. So it's funny because last week, usually we go to the gym separately. She goes to one gym, I go to another. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week, she's like, you know what? Um, you're going to the gym. Can I come with you? I'm like, fine. You know, so we go to the gym and I want to say it was, uh, what was that? Uh, 222. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we go to the gym. And uh, we get out, we get in the car, and all day I've been thinking about tacos and margaritas. So I'm like, I'm looking at, like, uh, I'm like, margaritas and tacos? She's like, yeah, let's go. Like, you know, so straight from the gym, we ended up going right to get margaritas and tacos. Good combination. But it was like, we're there, good music, good vibe. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at each other, and we're like, damn, why don't we do this more right? often? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I... You know, sometimes you get adjusted into doing one thing, but it's always good to, you know, step out of the box as far as, you know, your normal routine activities, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think breaking that routine every once in a while is, is good and healthy. Um, I think we need that. We all, we talked about this on an earlier pod, where we all get set in our ways and are set in our routine. And when something goes wrong, then there's panic and it's like, oh, well, this didn't go the way like it usually does. But I think in relationships that break away from the norm, you know, that unexpected, hey, let's go grab tacos and Marks or let's yeah. just drop everything and do something yeah. completely different. Yeah. Laura definitely helps me a lot, a lot with that because I'm very scheduled, organized, you know, to a OCD degree almost on it. And I always resist at the beginning when she suggests we do something different. There's always that resistance mm-hmm. inside me. And then, and then, like you said, Lewis, as soon as we're doing it, I'm like, this is awesome. Why didn't I want to do this? Why don't we do this more often? <laughs> but then the next time okay. comes, and I still have that resistance a little bit. It's it's, it's weird. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if she asked me this Tuesday, you know what I mean? Oh, let's go back out. I might be a little bit more resistant. Like, uh, you know, but, I mean, that's just how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, we certainly appreciate you having having you on. Uh, relationships aren't something we can we can <laughs> solve all the way in an hour, um, but we definitely appreciate your perspective a lot, brother. You guys are an awesome example of how I think just 
really loving someone carries through whatever we think of ourselves, whatever we think our life is supposed to be, or the common view of what someone thinks is how to have a successful relationship. And I would say most everyone would recommend not getting into a serious relationship at 17 years old, <laughs> but you guys did it yeah. and because you, you have that real unconditional love for each other. It worked. And I just, I really appreciate, you know, you, you set an example like that and having that, trusting that knowing within yourself and for her too, that you guys were supposed to be together and that, that you had that feeling and you trusted it and you've seen it through trials and tribulations and problems. But that knowing has always been there and you've always been aware of that knowing. And I think just that that's an awesome example for everyone to trust that knowing no matter when it happens, no matter what point of life it happens. We got to trust ourselves when we feel that that knowing in, in, inside of us. And I just think that's an awesome, awesome example that you guys set with that, brother. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Uh, you got to be uh, perfect for each other through through imperfect. <laughs> right. Um, you, say, you, always say the, you always say the relationship isn't perfect, and I disagree. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. We we make mistakes. We mess up. But those are things that were supposed to happen that we needed to learn from. We needed to grow with. So the relationship itself is perfect. You know, and your guys' relationship is perfect. Mine is too, and, and, and everyone's is, even though there's imperfections in it. The nature of the relationship is for us to grow and to learn and to struggle together, and that makes it perfect. And I just want to say thank you to you guys, and I appreciate you guys and your outlooks and your perspectives and opening up to us about your relationships because... Somebody like me who's new at it, I, I talk to Lewis often, we talk weekly, he knows all <laughs> about my my struggles relationship-wise throughout my life, so um, this has been a great learning experience for me, just, you know, hearing what works versus what doesn't for each of you guys. Um, sure. It may not work for me, but it, there are things to try, mm -hmm. so I really I really thank you guys, and I appreciate you guys giving this time. Yeah, man, we'll have to have you back on, we need to do a little... Uh relationship episode every once in a while to, you know, <laughs> new stuff and new tricks yeah. and new tips. All right. All right, brother. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lewis. We'll talk right. to you soon. Thanks. All right,